Welcome to the Dreamers Disruptors podcast, a combined initiative by Requint and Bloomberg Quint, where we speak to new age leaders who are redefining leadership in the digital era. Today, we are joined by Rajiv Sodhi, COO, Microsoft India. A very warm welcome to you, Rajiv. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Vani. So, Rajiv, you've had a fantastic professional journey. I mean, right from leading GoDaddy into becoming the first internet domain registrar company in India to go local to now leading Microsoft to newer heights. You're a leader who's led by example. So my first question to you is, how would you define your leadership style? Model coach care. Uh, the right model is about, you've got a role model, your behavior, uh, uh, you know, the behavior you expect from others. You got a role model that behavior yourself. So I think role modeling is very, very important. I think somebody I was talking to yesterday said in times like these, you know, you have peacetime generals and you have wartime generals and you need a wartime general right now, which means you got to lead from the front. You got to role model the behaviors uh, and you got to build trust uh, uh, with, with whether it is your employees or your stakeholders. So I think that is a leadership style, which is very close to my heart and very important uh, as well. I think coaching is very important. Um, there is a lot that is changing. Uh, there is a lot of new skills that have to be built. So you have to coach your teams. You have to coach your employees into what they have to go do and learn. Uh, uh, you know, again, going back to the example that you uh, that you were talking about earlier, which is how do you learn from failure? So you've got to coach, be a very, very strong coach and coach your teams into the new behaviors, the new skills that you expect. And then I think care is very important, right? Because um, uh, there is a lot that is expected uh, from everyone. There is a lot that everyone is doing. Uh, and of course, the pandemic is creating its own set of challenges. So you've got to make sure you care about your employees, you care about their uh, well-being, you care about the circumstances they are in, uh, so that you are able to do this in a sustainable fashion. So I think the leadership style I'd, I'd quote to you would be model coach care. So since you've spoken about how one must act as a model to the others, I'm inclined to ask you, who do you see as your model, especially in your personal life? Well, my personal life, I'd say, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, I, I spend a lot of time with my wife and she's a very important role model for me. Uh, uh, you know, I, I would say as I look at, uh, you know, my life and what has influenced me, no one person has had more impact and more influence on me uh, than my wife. I mean, she's been uh, there right from the day we know each other from school. Um, and I think we've been in the technology industry, both of us, and, and so sort of have grown together. Uh, and helped each other, uh, which is there. But the way she manages, I think, both her work life and her personal life uh, is, is something that I aspire to do. She has her own business now, so that's another aspect of aspiration. Uh, um, and I think that's something that uh, that's had a huge impact on me. Wow, your wife will be very happy today. So what happens when role models fail? What happens when leaders like you fail? How do you deal with that? Technology is such an area that, that you know, you, you're bound to have failure. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you're constantly driving innovation. You're constantly driving experimentation. And, uh, you know, like it's in the nature of experimentation that few will succeed and few will not succeed. Um, but what is important is to not look at failure as an end state. We have this culture of growth mindset. Uh, right, as opposed to having a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset lets you believe that you have fixed capabilities, you have a fixed set of resources, you have a fixed set of skills, and then you apply it at the problem, either you will fail or you will succeed. So it's a very finite uh, uh, sort of a notion uh, that you work with. I think growth mindset, on the other hand, um, uh, talks about the human potential, talks about the technology potential, and the fact that you can apply yourself to anything. Uh, even if it fails, I think you can learn from it. 
uh, and then and then come back much better in the next iteration. Well, just to give you one example, I think one of our closest customer, Paisa Bazaar. Uh, I mean, they are in the business of uh, insurance, and and uh, you know that was a completely paper-based process, uh, which uh, in the wake of the pandemic they moved completely online. It's a total digital reimagination of that uh, process that they have, and I think it's a good example of something that was working, uh, something that couldn't have worked uh, in in the pandemic, and and how you can reimagine your operations and and go from there. So I think the key to dealing with failure is to having a mindset which which lets you grow and not treat failure as an end state having a mindset that lets you grow and does not treat failure as an end state well said all right a very difficult year has just gone by as a leader how difficult was it for you to deal with it and what were the kind of changes that you and your teams had to adopt in the new working setup and i think uh, if you look at 2020 this is definitely a year uh, that everyone will remember as we all know um i think uh, you know as the pandemic started our our first concern uh, quite obviously was just the health and well being of our employees um and i think overnight we had to shift everyone to uh, remote working remote operations uh, prioritizing everybody's health and safety and what we put in place is obviously a crisis management team that was uh, regularly uh, uh, sending communications to all our employees just to make sure everyone was aware of what we are doing uh both internally as well as externally so i think that was sort of just the first uh, milestone uh if i were to call it uh that happened when as 2020 started and the pandemic started i think the second big shift was uh, just enabling our customers our partners uh, our member of our all our communities to enable remote working for them and i think i i must say i'm i'm uh, very pleased with uh, just how everybody has adopted technology if you look at um you know right from large enterprises to small businesses to governments uh, to healthcare professionals front frontline workers i think everyone uh, was being supported by technology whether it was just connecting with uh, with their uh, within their employees or getting access to uh, applications um or providing security which quickly became top of mind for everyone once remote working was more normal uh so i think that is uh, something that happened across the length and breadth of the uh, of the country that is there and then i think the third important thing is the need for digital skilling i mean as technology adoption happened uh, due to hybrid working due to the pandemic i think there was a need to skill everyone uh, on digital technology so that they could use this technology in their daily lives and and there was a need to provide easy access to this so i think uh, look skilling is a area where no one company can solve it alone and so it requires an ecosystem approach uh, and and that's where our focus was also there but now that things are slowly getting back to normal in this scenario do you think work from home will stay so the safest way to say this is if the future of work is going to be hybrid you're going to have um, a set of your employees and your people that are going to be on site and so that's certainly the case in uh, in healthcare in a lot of frontline operations where people have to be uh, on the field or in the offices to do what they are doing uh, you clearly have a certain set of people who can who have now found that a lot of the stuff can actually happen remotely and so work from home is a reality and, and what it will require uh, right it requires seamless connectivity it requires people to be able to uh, work and and all of us have got used to that right but what's also uh, important is as we look towards the future right is is not to look at just the technology but to have a people first approach um right to how uh, hybrid work is going to work together 
I mean, reality is there is a lot of fatigue uh, that is happening. You know, our, our uh, work trend index uh, study showed that uh, a lot of people were facing uh, video fatigue, you know, by just the fact that the video is on all the time and you have to be in front of a screen. Um, you know, nine to five is out of the window as all of us have experienced. Uh, because everyone's available, you just have to set up a call and, and there you are on. I think there is a blurring of boundaries between work life and, and personal life uh, as people have found that, found that out. I think so those are learnings uh, which uh, we, for example, are taking and, and uh, taking a, at least a multifaceted approach to solving that. I mean, one way to solve that is we are improving that in our technology itself. I think the second aspect is, just, I, I, I spoke about the people first approach, is just having a culture which is more people centric, which prioritizes employee well-being. And I think the last part here is it's going to be very important. The, the role of the manager is going to be very important in hybrid work um, because the manager is the closest uh, leader present for the team. And you will have to have an open and flexible approach there uh, just so that you can make sure you're able to give uh, the right environment to every person. And which is the right approach. So tell us how you see digital transformation shaping up in the next decade. If you look at 10 years, few things stand out. I think one, every business is going to be a technology business. Uh, you're going to see a rapid pace of technology adoption. And, and we've seen that across whether no matter which industry you are in or what size of your business is. I think that is one. I think second is people are going to use data and AI um, a, a lot more. Uh, in this virtual world that we are imagining, right? Because data is the signal that you get, whether you get it from your operations, you get it from your employees, you get it from your products or your customers. And that signal, um, organizations and businesses that will be able to take up that signal and apply machine learning, apply artificial intelligence, apply insights to get insights out of it, uh, I think is very, very important. So we call this the digital feedback loop, right? The ability to capture a digital signal, uh, run, use AI and machine learning to gather insights from it and then stream it back into your system, right? That's a feedback loop that, uh, that we call is the digital feedback loop, which I think every business uh, is, is, going to, uh, is going to need, uh, right? And is going to adopt uh, as they go forward. And I think the third and most important point is as this technology adoption increases, I think the issue is not technology adoption. The issue is democratizing uh, that adoption, right? So every individual, uh, uh, you know, can can take advantage of that. Tell us about your interests, your passions beyond work now. Well, whenever, I mean, there's hardly uh, a lot of time these days for, for passion. And so I'm going against my purposeful advice right now. But um, I do have a, a strong interest in astrophotography. Uh, astrophotography is astronomy combined with photography. Uh, so what you do is you, you, I mean, in that hobby, what you do is uh, you, you use cameras and you use telescopes to actually photograph, uh, you know, obviously space objects and whether it is galaxies or planets or stars or nebulas or all kinds of stuff that you can do. Um, I love it because, uh, you know, it, it involves both left brain and right brain. So photography is obviously very creative. You can use it in a very different way. Uh, but uh, being able to photograph these distant objects, uh, you've got to be very scientific about it, right? Because it has a set of uh, formulas and models that you've got to go through. And you've got to understand space, first of all, uh, to be able to do that. So I, I like it because it, it, it involves both the uh, faculties of the brain. Uh, that's what I love about it. And then I think growth mindset is something we've been talking about through this talk, right? But the fact that you can click these faraway objects with nothing but a simple DSLR, that's it. 
uh, there, there is a way you do it, but I think you just need a simple DSLR and you, you should be able to capture all of this. I think that's a good growth mindset that you have to apply there of how you can take a pretty ordinary looking camera, but you are able to shoot something which is, uh, you know, millions of years away. That's what fascinates me. And that's what, you know, whenever I get time, I, I try to spend my time on that. Wow, fascinating. Okay, so before we wrap up, our listeners would love to hear tips for the next generation of Dreamers Disruptors. Yeah, so I think in today's uh, day and age, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I wrote an article just some time back about uh, uh, being purposeful, uh, right? Uh, I think, uh, you know, it's a lesson I learned uh, very early on my in my career when I was kind of doing a role and I was very busy. Uh, you know, whenever someone is very busy, more often than not, it's a signal. Uh, right. And it's a signal that you're not, uh, you know, a intelligent enough to pick up the right things and you're not courageous enough to drop the things that that don't matter. Don't be busy, Rati. Be purposeful. Right. And I think that's changed my approach every time I'm looking at a role uh, to say, uh, you know, am I just being busy and doing things and going through the motions or, or do I have an end state in mind? Is there an outcome I'm driving towards? And is that purpose inspiring me into doing what I'm doing? And I think more often than not, when I'm in this state, being purposeful, I think I've been able to find the resources to go get the job done and make progress there. I think that is hugely important. If there is one skill that people should pick up, uh, I think between uh, IQ and EQ, uh, I would highly recommend EQ. I think that's an area, that's a muscle that everyone can do better with, uh, which is about how do you listen to others? How do you empathize with them? How do you make sure you understand what they need? And then be able to create solutions uh, over there. I think that is hugely more important. Um, than just having the smarts. I think having the smarts still puts you in a position where you are telling others what to do. Whereas empathy is all about learning what others need and then doing what they what they would want you to do. So I think those are probably the two big things that at least I try to hold myself on. Well, I hope that all of us spend our time being purposeful this year and work on our EQ as well. On that note, let's wrap up for now. Thank you so much for your time, Rajiv. And we really hope that 2021 is a year of new hope and light. <laughs>